spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Welcome, Wapham crew and new listeners. Secure your tinfoil hats, buckle down tight, and hold on loosely as we soar over the rocky tops of the La Platas on a rocky mountain high, get sucked into the vortex of the Four Corners, and settle down snugly at mile marker 420 in colorful Colorado. It is Sunday, December 4th, Monday, December 5th, for those of you across the pond and beyond. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you, and welcome to We Are Paradox Media's Late Night in the Rockies. I'm your host, Tessa TNT. We are broadcasting live from the Mile High Clubhouse tonight. I hope you guys have had an awesome weekend so far and that this coming week runs smoothly for you. Make sure that you dodge the, the motherfucking coronavirus as well as influenza A. That shit just seems to be floating around everywhere. So if you're listening to us live right now, you may be listening to us on Spreaker.com. We're also live on KPNL Radio, which you can find on kpnl-bb.com. 
And then um, on Saturday nights, we are on um, eTalk TV or eTalk Radio, which you can find at eTalk.tv forward slash radio. So if you want to listen to us on your free time, whether you're working, working it, or working out, you can find us once more under We Are Paradox Media at Spreaker, Twitter, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Facebook on We Are Paradox Media, CastBox, Tumblr, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Podcast Chaser, and Podvine. So I have a treat for all my guys and gals out there. Tonight, we will be talking to Backroads Paranormal. So the backroads of our great nation take you to small towns, the places that are the heart and story of America. And almost every small town has a secret, it seems, whether a murder, a disappearance, or simply a place of local historical significance that seems to have a lot of unusual paranormal activity associated with it. Those are the places waiting to be explored, investigated, and documented, and the stories are just waiting to be told, the evidence waiting to be gathered, and that's the mission and passion and drive behind Backroads Paranormal, to bring those places to you, to show you the evidence, and to share with you the stories found along the back roads of the country. So this evening, we have Miss Eileen Jones on, and then we have Miss Shelby, is it Gan or? Gan, yeah. Nice. I got it right. I did it. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I'll get uh, Gaines. I don't know where the S comes from, but. <laughs> Eileen! No! like horrible this week. <laughs> The house is eating you alive, and then it's the holiday season. Oh, yes. Yeah. I get out to my actual living house. So, <laughs> it's been a hot minute. <laughs> oh, let me make sure the sound is going on over here on, on this other one. So, uh, you said that this house that you're working on is about 100 years old or 50? No, no. No, about 50 years old. And it's still in the 50s. Like, it's still got green shag carpet, aluminum wiring, copper pipes, the whole nine yards. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's a handful. <laughs> and we're just DIYers. We do not do this. So, it's been a handful. <laughs> right. Yeah. <sighs> I like DIY in it. Um, I'm, I'm a... A YouTube mechanic. I've learned how to work on my yeah. vehicles through YouTube. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, YouTube has helped a lot. But... For sure. So um, tell us a little bit about yourselves. We'll start with Eileen, uh, how you came to produce this group. And I don't know. Wait, what's your story? Well, um, so I started with a local group here in Mississippi. Um, and things, you know, how things, some people just don't mesh well. So I moved over to another group, and that's where I met Shelby. Um, we were with, <laughs> we were with David Childers. And um, then David decided, oh, I don't know if I just lost y'all. Did I lose y'all? No, no, I still see you. Okay. I can't see y'all, but okay. If I lose you, just Shelby send me a message. Something, I'm telling you, my life is not going right right now. 
where someone if someone's cursing me, they need to stop it. But, Air check all um, issues. Yeah. <laughs> here, let but, me uh, well, fix my um, little Eileen Voodoo doll over here. <laughs> Is that better? Somebody's got one. Um, so David decided he was going to follow love, and he moved to New Hampshire. So that kind of like dangling in the winds. I was like, you know what? I was um, there was another guy that had just recently joined our group, um, but he was pretty much always investigating. Um, with Mississippi uh, Paranormal Research Society. So he's like, hey, Eileen, why don't you come on over here to Back Road? So it was initially, it was his group. Um, we were together for uh, eight, nine months, whatever. And he decided it was time for him to retire. He's been doing, he was doing paranormal for about 40, 50 years. Well, I say 40 years. Um, so he said it was time for him to retire. And before he retired, me and him talked. And he's like, I really think Shelby would be a great asset. And we kind of agreed on it because he, as he's, I've always told him if he ever, well, he did get back in the paranormal. It's just him and his kids. But, you know, back was his baby. So he says back is now yours. And that's kind of how. That's you know, awesome. What an honor. So it was, it was, you know, and I'm still friends with, you know, David, unfortunately. And um, but, <laughs> he does but, seem like he's quite the handful. I've tried to have him on the show, but then there was like tons of flooding going on in Mississippi at the time. And I know he was like working in, in the crops or something like that. So yeah, he had to he deal worked, with that. And but I did see him. Right. Yeah. Uh, but I did see him on, what was it? Um night something about night shift like paranormal night shift or something like that man yeah where they do like a total remake of his story and he pops in occasionally to tell it or he's like the background as far as narrating it it was pretty good pretty interesting oh i think i know what you're talking about it's the tv show um where he was at the hospital at um can, can, i can never pronounce it the hospital yeah the hospital yeah yeah yeah, he's alright. I give him heck, but he's alright. <laughs> he's alright. <laughs> but no, so and I try, and I'm hoping I still do good with back roads because, like I said, it wasn't my baby initially. I, I adopted it, um, so I'm hoping that I still do it some justice. So, I think you're doing well. <laughs> That's only because you're part of it. Shut up. <laughs> I'm only a little conceited. <laughs> so what is your guys's um paranormal background? Like when was your very first paranormal experience? Well, I actually met Eileen at my first paranormal like investigation, like full on for sure investigation. I, that's where I met Eileen. It was at which hospital was it? The old Hazelhurst Hospital. Yeah. And uh I the only person I knew there or knew of there was David. I hadn't met him at that point, but we met there and then I met Eileen and just kind of latched on to her <laughs> and like everywhere she went, I followed. <laughs> but she was not, she did not stalk me like she did David, um, though. And I <laughs> Facebook stalked me. I did. Cause like, I saw, I first time I ever saw of David was on the Ghost Adventures episode he went on when they were in Vicksburg. And 
I went on there. I was like, oh, he's from Mississippi. So I went on Facebook being a stalker and I like added him. And then, and then I told Eileen about that. She was like, you're not stalking me. <laughs> now, so be careful what you wish for. <laughs> now you got it. Yep. <laughs> and now you've been, um, we've, we've been together now with Backroads since June of last year. So it's yeah. been a little over a year now. Yep. We've been together as just, and it's just me and her. I mean, well, you know, my husband tags along every now and then. So he's an honorary member and okay. we're trying to find a good place for her son to tag along as an honorary member. Yeah. But I like the team small because we can, as you know, we've grouped together with TPPS a lot. Mm -hmm. um, another group, Southern Paranormal. I like collaborating with other groups versus mm -hmm. having so many in your group that you don't, you don't have the space to collaborate. Right. Yeah, and investigations tend to get a little noisy and um, you know, for me it first started off as like three people and then my mentor she passed away from cancer and then um the world's largest ghost hunt. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about that. We did that for a couple years and that's where we got our newest members, but then since COVID, like we still kind of talk sometimes, but everybody's basically fallen off the map and they're doing their own thing and I'm paying all the bills again. So it's like, like you said, the smaller, the better. And me as yeah. in Phoenix, damn snowbirds. I'm like, come back. <laughs> I need you. Now, where are you at? I'm in um, Southwest Colorado. So the Four Corners area where the four states uh, collude there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and Robert just brought up small teams are easier to travel around with. That's true. Except when your team member has a small child. <laughs> oh my God. Uh oh. <laughs> How old is yeah. uh, your son that is a part of the team? He is eight. Um, I'm actually in his room right now because my boyfriend is back there making a lot of racket. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a big, big. He's really into the paranormal. He loves learning about it. He watches all the shows with me. He actually watched my first investigation because they live streamed it. Oh, and nice. He was, he was in the comments like, be careful, mom. <laughs> it was so sweet. Actually went, um, for Halloween last year or was it this year? He went as a paranormal investigator. He went as back roads. Oh, no, that was at um, his school was doing like a what do you want to be when you uh -huh. grow up? And he, he at first said he wanted to be a Ghostbuster. And I, at the time, I didn't have a Ghostbusters outfit for him. So I was like, all right, well, you're going to be, you're going to be on our team. <laughs> you're going to be a me. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's my, so, little, that's my number one fan. <laughs> like, not only does he watch paranormal stuff, uh, mm -hmm. is he spiritually gifted? Does he have a certain gift? I believe he is sensitive. Um, he's just a sensitive person in general, but I believe he's he's pretty sensitive. Actually, me and Beth talked about that, and she believes he is as well. And she's never even met him. She just goes off of, like, what she feels. So, yeah, I, I think so. Nice. But I was say, being a small team, um, one thing we do rely a lot on is a lot of our connections. Um, she was missing, mentioning Beth. Um, I don't know how many people know her. Um, Beth Allen is from Georgia. A lot of people know her as Parathug. Heart of gold. <laughs> what, what? Don't tip her off, but heart of gold. Um, her and another lady, Chrissy Baggett, 
um, almost anytime I'm on a, an investigation, those are my girls I call. Um, I've got people, you know, even though very rarely do you come across demons, I do have some demonologists uh, like Rich Valdez and, you know, them I, that I call should I need something. Because we, I feel that because it is just the two of us, that if, if we are alone, that we do need some if, if something happens, somebody who can pick up the, we can pick up the phone that doesn't have a problem doing things from a distance. So we do have those people in our back pockets that, you know, we'll call some very dear friends of mine. Nice. So. Yeah. And that's what I like also um, in groups is diversity. Like uh, we had a case where um, there was actually fairies there and they were going off, like they were pissed off because their space was invaded and so like they were throwing super heavy things it was crazy i had no idea how to deal with it like i've seen cobalts or goblins or whatever you want to call it like little gremlin looking things i've seen little people um stuff like that but i didn't know the first thing about fairies and there are several girls in the group that are more like wiccan and know about fairies and how to deal with them or appease them or whatnot so it's really nice to have diversity and people on different pages I agree. Yeah, not, the b biggest thing is you've got to, it's almost like anything else. You've got to trust and you've got to know the people you're with. Once that mm -hmm. trust is um, broken with the people you're with, because we think we know what we're doing, but everything is just an educated guess. Whether you've been doing this for one minute or 50 years, it's all an educated guess. Because yeah. as far as I know, no one on the other side has come back and said, hey, by the way, this is exactly <laughs> what it's like over here. And this is exactly what touching that equipment does to us. And everything's just an educated guess. <clears throat> and, you know, um, you were talking about th things being thrown and all that. But my favorite investigation was actually at Broken Bow Asylum. Have you been there over in Oklahoma yet? Uh, so, um... Um, Ashley Storm bought a location out in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It was um, an asylum. It was an alternative school. Sometimes it was all at the same time. Like half a wing was um, an alternative school. Half a wing was like a nursing home. It was all different types of things. And we were sitting, it was me, Ashley, and Shannon kind of sitting in a little semicircle. And we were rolling a cat ball. And thinking, okay, because there's a little kid that likes to be in that area. And nothing was happening with the cat ball. So Ashley said, or Ashley says, you're, it's okay if you throw something. You're just not allowed to hit anybody. No one's hurt you. You can't hit anybody. Next thing I know, I'm looking at Ashley. And, you know, from behind her, something comes straight across um, from beside her and goes beside my face and hits this wooden um, table or something behind me. Oh, wow know what it was but my recorder um caught it going through the air like my digital recorder caught the sound going across um the air and it was they have halloween props and all and it was a small halloween prop bone that got thrown across the ring what the heck but it didn't we didn't feel threatened it did what we asked it to do couldn't get mad <laughs> that was like my i mean that was the first time i've ever had Oh. It's my sunny. Come over and say hi Aww. since you decided to barge on in. Come here. 
Oh, say hi. Okay. We don't want to see your notebook. What I is that? Oh, I want to see the notebook. <laughs> what is it? Oh, he doesn't want to show you. <laughs> what is it? That's my kid. He was so hyped to get on one of my podcasts. And then I, it came time for him to do it. And he was like, no, no. <laughs> Lily, she'll come in. She's like, I just want to hang out. Can I kick it? No, no she's actually probably c- going to come in and show you the same mm-hmm. thing. Say hi to the ladies. Hi. Say hi. Hi, Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah, he's very sensitive. He's the only boy in the family. Uh-oh. And every time he washes his hands he washes his face it's so funny yeah i'm like wow my my daughter's the opposite she's the only girl in the family yeah yeah i've got four and three boys and one girl and then luckily she gave me a granddaughter (laughs) oh that's another reason i was running late we were trying to be the granddaughter and all that that's a good reason (laughs) yeah i have three girls and one boy and they range from 7 to 22. Same I have a grandson. He's so cute. He can't stand it. It's illegal. It should be illegal. <laughs> Mine's um, between the ages of 15 and just turned 27. Oh, wow. <laughs> He's older than you, Shelby. I was going to say, I'm 28, so, like, oh, count right. me. <laughs> right? <laughs> I did start young. So I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm not that old. So I. I almost made it to 21. But... I was 16 when I had him. So, but he's, yeah, we did pretty good for ourselves there. <laughs> yeah, that's how it was with my oldest. It's like me and her against the world for two years. And then I met my husband. Yep. Yep. So what about like your personal paranormal experiences? Like. What was the very first experience you guys had? Start. You want to go first, Shelby? I think if I'm remembering, I'm really bad at timelines, but if I'm remembering correctly, my first, like, for real, like, there's no other explanation experience I had was right after my grandpa died, he, um, he was a big golfer, so he would get up at, like, 4 o'clock in the morning and go golf all day. And uh, when he passed away, I took over his room and I had the door locked. Like I knew it was locked because I was a teenager that did things I should not be doing. And (laughs) so the door was locked. I knew that. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And I had, he hated ceiling fans. So like when he was in the room, you had to turn the ceiling fan off. And the ceiling fan in his room was like broken or they took it down or something. I mean, it was there, but it was, it didn't work. And so I had tinsel wrapped around it and I had a disco ball hanging from it. And I woke up, it was really early in the morning and I looked up from the bed and the ceiling fan was going just full force. And then it flung the disco ball across the room. And I kind of took that, I know it sounds really violent, but I kind of took that as my grandpa being like, I'm still here and this is still my room. So (laughs) get out. (laughs) Yeah. Get out of my room. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that was the first one. I I was very, very scared. But I, after I calmed down, I was like, that, that was just my grandpa. <laughs> so you were a teenager when that happened? Yeah, I was probably, I want to say either 13 or 14 when he passed away. Wow. Yeah. Let's say on my end, um, me and my husband had just started dating. And well, we had been dating him for a little bit. And we were... Um, staying the night at his house and we were in the back bedroom because back then water beds and the dog sprung a leak in the water bed (laughs) in the back bedroom and I woke up and the way the room was this bed was kind of close to the wall where just enough room for you to walk through it there was a window um beside the bed but it was kind of high up in the air and then on his side of the bed was where the door was so when I woke up, there was a man just standing over me, about six foot tall, standing over the foot of the bed, looking at me. And so, of course, I'm thinking it's him. I roll over, tap the bed, say, hey, baby, come back to bed. But when I tapped the bed, I was tapping him. So when I turned back, the man was gone. So the reason I told you about the room, there was nowhere for that man to go. And um, so didn't say anything to my husband, you know, now didn't until years later. I uh, didn't want to be that person. And um, so they, um, one time we were talking about it. He says, well, it's funny you mentioned a man. He says, I always thought it was a woman. I was like, what? You're not surprised? You just thought it was a woman? He said, yeah. He goes, women always got attacked in that house. Oh, wow. And it's like, it didn't like women. And I'm my husband's second marriage. And he bought that house with his first wife. And he goes, the only people I noticed never got attacked was you and his first wife. And we were the only two women, obviously, he married. And my husband was kind of, um, yeah, we'll just leave it there. And um, <laughs> so um, when he was working, he was, we had just closed the bonding business. And so he started laying tile just until he found what he wanted to do with the rest of his life when he grew up. And so um, the guy he was working for was a family friend. And we were telling him about what had happened. He goes, what's your address? And my husband told him at this point, we'd already moved out of the house and all that. And um, so he told me, he goes, my parents built that house. And he showed me a picture of his father. And the man I saw was his father. 
and come to find out his dad beat his mother oh, no. and he did die in the house so it kind of brought things to light that you know I don't know if maybe because I saw him why he didn't touch me. I, I don't know, you know, if I caught him before he was going to mess with me, whatever. Or, you know, if the other people were just, you know, too many drugs in the system back then. But um, so that kind of that did spark my interest. <clears throat> and then several years later, my husband and I started dating when I was 18. We split up for a couple of years and then we started dating again when I was 21. And so then um, my mom passed away and me and him ended up getting married and all. And then um, my neighbor I grew up with across the street started telling me about my mom haunting the house that she died in. And so I, it got interesting to where I was wanting to kind of go and try to find my mom. Well, by the time I found out who, you know, finally got the nerve to talk to the people who lived there, they said everything kind of calmed down. My mom, she still, you know, does do little funny things, hide their keys or, you know, turn <laughs> off him. but she doesn't make herself as known. Once she found out everybody was okay, she kind of doesn't make herself as known. So they don't want to re redo that, make that kind of come back up. So they won't let me. And that's when I started actually truly with equipment, all paranormal, doing paranormal investigations was trying to basically find mom. <laughs> Haven't found mom. Except recently, may have found her recently. That's the love in the air, but but yeah. Um, have you ever had her visit you like in dreams, or have you guys ever had that experience? I think it's not really a dream. I think it's actually how they can come through and manifest. Sometimes they speak, sometimes they don't. But I think it's the easiest I, way. I think, I think my mom did come to me in a dream about four years after. Um, after she passed away or something like that. No, it had been 2007, 2008. So about eight years after she passed away. Um, my aunt, she had a rare disease called CJD. And um, so she wasn't able to walk. She had spina bifida when she was born. So she was never able to walk. And so the one thing she always said she wanted to do was dance. And so I had, I was sleeping, my son was an infant and I was sleeping on the couch and I had a dream that my mom reached down from the clouds, grabbed my aunt's hand and pulled her up to the clouds and was dancing with my aunt on the cloud. And within two hours, I got the phone call, two hours after I woke up, I got the phone call, my aunt had passed away. So I do think that was my mom telling me that my aunt was going to be okay. Cause my aunt was after my mom's death was kind of like my next mom. That's wild. What about you, Shelby? Um, I don't, I don't think that they've came to me in dreams and like, and it was like a profound moment. But uh, when my sister passed away, or a little after she passed away, I did have a dream that we were telling my grandpa. Um, because other than my grandpa and my grandma. My sister and my brother were, like, the closest to death that I've ever been, like, as far as, like, losing someone. So, I don't know if that was just me, like, kind of coming to grips and dealing with that. Or if it was literally, like, we were telling my grandpa that she was, that she was gone. So, but I remember waking up and I was really, like, I was distraught. So, I think that's the closest to that. <laughs> 
Yeah, my mom passed when I was five, almost six. I had one dream of her, I think about five or six months after she passed, she came and told me she was okay, everything's okay, and to relay that message to the family. And then I didn't see her again until I was like 16. She came into another dream and she actually came into where I worked. And I saw my dad and my brother sitting there. My dad just had this shit-eating grin on his face. And then once I came around the table, I just like, I couldn't say anything. I just cried. And I woke up like tears streaming down my face and realized it was actually Mother's Day. So I went up and visited her Mm -hmm. that day. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting. She didn't talk that time. She just smiled at me. But the first time she did. So I think Mm -hmm. it just all all varies. That smile is actually stronger than speaking Mm -hmm. to me. I mean, that's just is a telltale that they're okay. And I think my problem was that I wanted that too much. I think I wanted to like come in contact with them. I wanted that you can ask Eileen. I kind of, I went and was trying to hear them in places that I was like, we were in an investigation and I'm over there like, I wonder if that's my brother. So like like we said, because you weren't ready for it. Right. They will not, I don't feel that they'll come to you until you, you, that they feel that you are ready for it. Mm -hmm. And I think me looking too hard into it was kind of blocking all of that. Yeah. My husband, um, he lost his brother recently. It was his last brother that was left. And, um, he said recently he's been having a lot of dreams with his mom and dad in it. And even his grandma. And he's like, sometimes I see Dave, but um, not as much as everybody else. And I'm like, he's probably just really busy right now. Like, I I, I just have this feeling like there's some sort of business you got to take care of when you first get to the other side. And then, you know, you can go visiting or do whatever you decide to do. Yeah. Hey, Brad. Hello, Brad. I did. I did have a lot of dreams about my sister, but I think they were just dreams um, and literally every night after she passed away for a few months, I had, she was in dreams, but it wasn't like, she wasn't talking to me or anything like that. So I think that was just me dealing with it as well. Yeah. I've seen my dad a couple times. He doesn't talk, but each time I see him, he looks better. Um, first he's walking with the cane. Now he's walking without, um, yeah, he looks better every time I see him. So that's cool. And then my niece, um, she was actually murdered. Her husband had strangled her to death. Um, And she came through with like bear, all kinds of like people that I knew that had passed. And they're just having like this, this mob sort of like party that's just going down the street. And she comes bouncing by all cheery and happy. And I swear to God, she smelled like Sonic cheeseburgers because that's where she (laughs) used to work. And I woke up and I was like, man, now I really want a freaking cheeseburger. But she's like, hey, Aunt Tess, and gave me a hug and rammed on with everybody else. And my dad was walking by, didn't say anything, just looked at me. (laughs) I saw like all kinds. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. The people I'm like, where are you guys going? <laughs> but yeah, I wanted a cheeseburger. When I woke up, I was like, man, I really want a cheeseburger right now. <laughs> she could have brought you a cheeseburger. Right? On, <laughs> on her way through. <laughs> yeah, I mean, investigations are, you know, to me, the investigation side is, is fine and, and, you know, knowledgeable. But my favorite part is finding out the history of who you're talking about. You know, not not even just so much the research of the location, but find out the history of the person because you do have the funny sides of them. Yeah, um, probably like Denise, she was probably super funny when the way you said she said it. She was probably super funny and just so energetic and just seeing that side of the spirits. Now, granted, you have jerks that yeah. pass over. Um. And you're an asshole when you're alive. You're an asshole when you die. You don't just automatically turn good or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> I will say that I do think a lot of people who are just assholes get the, the uh, people think they're dealing with demons. Yeah. Like, no, they're just jerks. They're probably yeah. 90% chance they are just jerks. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's investigation is just something different. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun. Is um, it's, and it's not fun like ha ha. Let's go because if you really think about what we're doing, it's it's extremely sad. So you can't mm-hmm. look at that part of it. Um, but you're also it's fun because you you get a chance to tell someone's story. Sometimes you get um, like Shelby. I mean, during an investigation, she did have her sister come through. Mm-hmm. And those are the moments. And when I say fun, I don't mean the let's go to the fair. I mean <laughs> that, you know. Life changing. Yes, it's just it's so heartfelt when those mm-hmm. moments happen. Or mm-hmm. you you get that aha moment of, okay, who's the spirit? Who's the spirit? Oh my gosh, I just figured it, we just figured out who it was. It finally told us who it was, or mm-hmm. it gave us enough pieces that we could piece it together. You know, it's just that those are just the moments that I, that I do it for. I mean, obviously, I want to know what's on the other side, just like everybody else. Yeah. But those are the moments I do it for the spirits and for the the loved ones left behind that needs the answers. Also, for me, I'm kind of an adrenaline junkie, so <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I love seeing like Lindy getting her shirt tugged and she goes flying across the room. That was good. <laughs> Don't say my lap. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and I don't know what I thought I was doing. I just put my hand out like this. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I thought I was helping. You're like, here. Never mind. I'm here if you need me. <laughs> you weren't there that time that um that Tommy jumped from the um Winky Winkus. Center. <laughs> so, and I know when I was on with you with TPVS, um, we were talking about it, but we had over um, at the deer processing plant, we had a motion sensor on the other side of the doors. Um, those little saloon style the doors. Saloon, yeah. yeah. So we had a motion sensor over there. Well, um, 
Now, Tommy didn't go underneath it or anything like that. He looked over the doors. And about that time, the motion sensor went off. <laughs> jumped 20 feet. And we thought we had on camera if her um, memory card didn't run out of memory. Oh, no. We had missed it. It was like, oh, my goodness. Because Tommy does the funniest <laughs> things during an investigation. It's <laughs> our go-to. Who are we picking on tonight? Everybody's in grants is Tommy. <laughs> yeah, that's how the shows go a lot of times too. I'm like, all right, let's get off Tommy's ass and uh <laughs> move along. Poor Tommy, poor Twinkie Fingers. No, but yeah, he does the funniest shit. I don't know. No, I don't think he intentionally does it. I think that's just how he is. <laughs> I, I gotta go back and look real quick because we got some more dirt on Tommy late, lately. And he finds it. Hold on, let me see if I can find it. Lindy's ears are probably burning right now. She's like, I really got this urge to tell a story about Tommy right now. (laughs) I'm trying to think. But yeah, I mean, because, I mean, just the whole trip to Kansas was was so fun. Let's see. Oh, what is it? Oh, it might be in voice. I might not be able to hear it. Because it's just us talking about, oh gosh, here's something else that we can pick on Tommy about, but I have to go back and listen to it. So I can't tell you about yeah. it right now. Dang but it. He cool. worked himself up for it. <laughs> I know at Riverbend, his, uh, his tummy was growling a lot. We were picking on him about that. <laughs> that Is that when hungry. he ate that, like, whole, oh, okay. There's a time he ate a whole jar of something and it caused some bad effects, but now he was just hungry oh, that yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> We we got we, when we we're investigating with them. You hear a noise. Is that your stomach? Yep. Yeah. 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 Sometimes it's like no. We're like, okay, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I think one time Josh goes, "It was mine." <laughs> mine. <laughs> Has me this time. What's been your uh, favorite spot so far that you have investigated? Probably, it's probably for me a toss up between the hospital and was it Hazelhurst? I always get a mix up. Uh-huh. So that hospital or Drop Town. Because that was the, the most, like, that was the, the most activity that I've seen thus far, like, from an investigation. And that was, I've never stopped a session of um, sensory, but when what came through came through and I felt it just like engulf me. I was like, Nope, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We finally, we're, you know, I'm kind of mother hen sometimes. And I know Shelby sometimes (laughs) wants to knock me through my teeth on that because I'm like, just shove me over. (laughs) I don't know if you're ready yet. (laughs) I don't want to throw her into something that, you know, and, and get her hurt. I want her to, and sometimes I'll pull her out. She says, I wasn't ready. I'm like, yeah, but I, I, I want to take it slow. I'm like mother hen. I'm like, Ugh. And it's appreciated because if there wasn't someone there to say, all right, let's take a break, I would not stop. <laughs> Unless if that happened again. <laughs> now, I'm the type though. I'm like, nope, ain't stopping. Ain't stopping. <laughs> And then, and then Beth will call me or something say, um, I get the feeling you need to stop doing something. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, now mine, again, activity-wise, my favorite place was Broken Bow Asylum. 
I have been to so many good places. It's hard for me to pick um, some of my favorites. One of my favorites is no longer able to be investigated. It was the old Southern Funeral Home in Kosciuszko. Mm -hmm. um, it, they actually just sold it now, and it's becoming it's getting turned back into a new funeral home. So that one's oh, wow. no longer available. Um, the the uh, Masonic Temple in Kansas is awesome. Um, of course, um, the Hazelhurst Hospital and uh, Coastworth out here in Mississippi. It was um, in the movie The Help. That's that's one of my favorite places. I do that. I help Southern Paranormal with that one every two, uh, about twice a year. So that's one of my favorite places too. I got to hold an autographed Mark Twain book in my hand at that location. That's was, awesome. He's like one of my favorite authors. And um, after Dr. Seuss, it was Mark Twain. Like, I don't know. I just love the way he writes. You yeah, got that like, cool experience, and I got called a bitch by a ghost. Were you there that night? And um, that um, Rebecca was in um, the where was it? She was in the front left room and i was in the front right room and i was doing sensory yeah and the guy kept trying to come through the door and it kept telling her him to get out i think so i think that was the same night so yeah it, it kept telling this one guy now i can't see because the way the house is built it, it's like this huge hallway that used to be like where horse and carriage used to go through kind of give you a size of it to the right is one room to the left is another and off the one to the left is a dining room and then there's some uh, doors that lead out to a porch, an indoor screen and porch. And so I'm in the room far to the right. And they're kind of in between the dining room and the room to the left. And I'm in sensory. Oh, no, actually, Rebecca was in sensory first. And it kept saying, get out, get out. Well, every time she would say, get out, um, this guy would try to walk through the door from the sunroom. So we finally had him get out. And we had him stay out for a good 10, 15 minutes. And then he started coming back in again and it said, get out again. And so Rebecca and I switched spots and I ended up, Hey Landy, hate that you're missing it. Love you. Um, Jump in. <laughs> we were in the, I, when I got into sensory, um, I kept hearing the, I kept hearing F you. And we have kids, you know, not, and I say kids, probably about 10, 11, you know, I'm like, I am not saying that, but it kept saying F you. And just kept on, kept on. And finally, I go, okay, I apologize, guys, for anyone who gets offended by this. Please cover your kids' ears. But I kept hearing, I keep hearing F you. What I didn't know is the girl, one of the girls in there had said, why do you not like my father? He's a good guy. And that's when it was saying F you. And the guy, her father was the guy that kept trying. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. ...to come through the door. So he didn't like something about that door. But yeah, it's very... It's, a, it's not a bad thing at that location, but it's a... It, it's a little, it, little spicy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, I was just sitting there chilling, and Rebecca, I think, was doing sensory at that time. And she said, Shelby. And I and I was like, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, bitch. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Lindy, I'm trying to behave, okay? You're not in here to <laughs> corrupt me. So I'm trying. I got my halo on tonight. Her horn in the halo. <laughs> I got my halo. <laughs> and Lindy, we were just talking. There was something new that Tommy did that we were going to remember to pick on about. And I cannot remember what that was. It was in the group chat, but it's on, I think it's recorded. But it was something Tommy's done recently that we said we need to remember. So there you go. Tell me what it was. <laughs> Shit. <Are> you okay? <laughs> Come on, what's that story Shit's about Twinkie hard. Fingers? <laughs> since, since when? That's my halo. <laughs> I got it padded. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the bubble wrap on it. Yeah, she's saying since when on the Tommy incident. Oh, uh, I thought she was talking about my halo. I was about to say my oh. halo's always <laughs> Maybe that's what she meant. <laughs> Nipple, Nipple hacker. hacker. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go ahead. Can, can you tell? Why don't you get on since you're supposed Jump to be in. on? I sent you the link. Don't be scared. <laughs> I gotta find it. Where was it? I saw it in here a little bit. I'm sitting here trying to find it. But you know, everything's gotta be a Tommy joke. <laughs> it all leads back to Tommy. It does. Like I said, on our way to um, Kansas, if we should have recorded that trip. Oh yeah, she said since went on Halo. You were right. I was wrong. I admit it. <laughs> Okay, so it's the nipple hacker serial killer story. So she's going to play the story. Okay, there we go. See, yep, I knew it was a halo. Nipple hacker. <laughs> so, I got to yeah, hear this. She's going to have she's gonna have to come on and tell the story. Even if it's voice only, just jump on. Leave your video off. Yeah, she's like, oh, nothing better than the douche. <laughs> Shelby, do you have the douche story? No. What is the douche story? I know Cassie has the douche story. So we were in Kansas, and we had we had a suite. And um, in the suite, never seen this before, it had a walk-in shower, and then it had another, a separate room for the tub shower, but the rooms were side by side. So... We, me and um, Lindy take our showers. We say, okay, we're going to go downstairs, get our Starbucks. Those hunter investigators live off Starbucks. Gotta have the caffeine. And, yes. So we, we wait for everybody to get their showers and we come back up. And Tommy's just kind of sitting there. And we're like, what? He goes, oh, something's 
something's not right or whatever he said. So he has to take us to the bathroom to show us. He says, um, oh, whatever, Lindy, whatever. Yeah. So, <laughs> he shows us that. He says, there's douche in the shower. <laughs> we're like, we're the shower. Well, there's no douche in the shower. He goes, there's douche in the shower. God <laughs> is show us. So we go to the shower. It's douche. Douche. This <laughs> is the shampoo, conditioner, and body wash. <laughs> in the shower. Shut up, Brad. Starbucks wash. <laughs> But yeah, so but to top it off, Shelby, before I left, we left to um, when I when I woke up that morning to walk through because, like I said, it's a suite and it had the uh, the sleeper sofa and all that and the kitchen and all. So when I walked through, I look at Tommy kind of weird. He's got a towel covering him. She's blanky. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I said, did you sleep with a towel? Aww. Yeah, I couldn't find the blanket. Did you go to closet? He said, "No, I'll think about it." Bless it. <laughs> we'll have to get him a blankie for Christmas. It's like Tommy is our go-to. Have to pick between Tommy and Donald and David. I'm covered. Um, because like, so it's the picking on kind of started um at the temple. Yes, he was in a field position. Tommy. <laughs> Trying to fit under the towel. Oh. <laughs> code. The struggle is real. Awesome <laughs> in the temple. Lindy, it was Lindy, Mustafa, and myself. We were all in a closet. And that didn't sound right. But we were all in the doing an EVP session and Mustafa leaves. Well, we sent before that we sent um Tommy into the the women's bathroom because evidently men get picked on in that bathroom. Well, who else are we going to send but Tommy? Well, when, when Lindy and I were doing an EVP session in this little closet area, wasn't a closet, but size of a closet, um, it, it wanted to talk to a man. Well, of course, we couldn't find Tommy. We couldn't find Josh. So we went and stole Mustafa's to come on. And so even afterwards, we could not find Tommy and Josh. Could not find them. And this place is like six stories tall. And, and so finally we make it downstairs to the lobby. And we're sitting there. As, and I think it was the three of us again, Lindy. I'm not sure. Like me, you, and Mustafa sitting around talking. Finally, we were tired. We were ready to go. And they were ready to lock it up. We're like, well, if they fell asleep in the temple, let them fall asleep. We're out of here. We're leaving. So we go back to the room. Of course, Tommy and Josh are in the room. Never told us they went back to the room. And we walk in. Tommy's got his pizza, like pizza. Was it pizza or something? No, it was um, Sonic. And his, uh, he was eating. It was like, he got like deer in the headlights. He got busted eating. because he. <laughs> but he left us. That's okay. They, left <laughs> they didn't care what happened to us women. They didn't care. Nah, you can take care of yourself. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, I think we're going to go on our music break really quick, and then we'll be right back. Look at how long this one is. 15 minutes and 57 seconds. So feel free to 
get something to eat, drink, roam about the cabin, uh, whatever you ladies see fit. So on um, this music break, we have Miss McKaylin Hay, who is from, I believe, Ontario, Canada. And she's going to be singing Collapse, Close, Nothing But Blood, and Devil You Know. And then we have Fred Johnson III from Canyon County, California with Sugar. You guys don't go back. We'll be right back after this music break. your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Yes, 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 yeah, we're gonna crash How is this gonna last when we 
have a smile on his face Why is the sun even shining today
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.
I'm gonna tell y'all how um Tess, I'm not I'm not even gonna ask how old you but um a business show my age. So I had a patron, I thought I was the shit. So my all my pagers were free. And I had this one that you could type in the message and it would go across and your news feed, the weather, all that would come across your pager because it was like you know, and it would just be a scrolling screen, but she could like send me a message, be home at 7 p.m. or whatever. And I would get it. I mean, I thought it was a shit. But then my dad goes and said, thought, you know, my parents were divorced, so they always had a one up each other. And so um my dad goes and gets me a, a bag phone. So I go and get a bag phone. We're going to the um arcade. And I'm just talking to all my friends from, and they're like, where are you? I'm like, I'm outside the arcade. They're like, wait, there's not a, a, a payphone outside the arcade. I was like, no, I'm in my car. I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, that first bill my dad got, my oh, bag man. worked. And so then I'm going down the road. Of course, I, where I'm from is a small town. So you knew everybody by their car. Yeah. So I knew a car coming to someone I knew. And I would just pick the bag phone up. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it's real like that. <laughs> I got the cord attached to a huge ass battery. Then, I, then he got me the leather briefcase bag phone. It wasn't just the bag, it was the leather briefcase. Yeah, my dad learned really quick that there's times my mama didn't do anything because um, it cost a lot of money. <laughs> he learned really quick. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't do plans. I do the prepaid thing because it's just yeah. as good. And I hate getting those five to six hundred dollar bills. I'm like, are you fucking serious? I'm never on the phone. How is it this much? Freaking insane. Won't do it ever again. Prepaid. I'm a cheap date. <laughs> I don't anymore. I used to do prepaid, but I did end up having to go to Ceasefire because it's tied into my internet, so it made my it made it cheaper. So I did, I did jump on that and, you know, so I just like, you know, whatever. So that was like my first, yeah, I think I got my first plan about uh, eight years ago. (laughs) I didn't even want a cell phone. My husband uh, bought one for me for Christmas. I'm like, man, I don't want one of these. I like my freedom. (laughs) Now it's like you get in trouble because like, I I think my boss told me the other day, you never answer your phone. I'm like. I keep my phone at my desk. I don't take my phone with me. I mean, because I'm old school. You, you know, you don't take cell phones with you. You have walkie-talkies. Well, I don't have a walkie-talkie, but I'm still old school. Right? They even have walkie-talkie apps now. You can use your cell phone like a walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Then after a while, you have to pay for that shit, which I quit using it at that point. But yeah, I feel like Mike, just like you said, get out of your comfort zone Go on a cruise or travel or something. Go uh, volunteer somewhere like Bellbringer. This time of year, there's a lot of attractive people walking through. <laughs> and volunteering is sexy, so yeah. Do something like that. Be a giver. Be a giver, not a taker. That's right. Maybe you can take later. so what's your guys's like man my very first tool i got for my group 
which I started in 2012, was dowsing rods. And I was just amazed at like how well they worked. I actually paid for a ghost hunt in, I believe it was Las Vegas, and me and my daughter went. All my kids are gifted in certain ways. And she's like, yes, I want to go on a ghost hunt. So we went together and and it was crazy like how accurate they were and it's like two big pins with a piece of freaking copper wire through it nothing fancy and at one point like I had to kind of arch my back because they like got really heavy I could feel the weight of whatever was trying to communicate on there and I started to shake um but yeah it was amazing even walking to the next location they just started spinning like this and it's pretty intense what is your guys favorite. go ahead I know your favorite well, I got a couple. I got a couple. My first piece of equipment I ever got was a K2. So I love that one. But probably my favorite is the Spirit Box. Yeah, everybody makes fun of me because I, I spent a lot of money on the SB11. I like the like, SB7 better, but that's, see, that's what everybody says. <laughs> like, the old ones are better. And I'm like, well, hell, I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, I've had better luck with that. I bought that one because it's like two different stations and it's got a light and it's got a um, heat detector and all kinds of cool shit. But the little yeah. bitty SB7 actually works better. Yeah. But yeah, I love that. I've got tons of equipment. Of course, y'all saw Boozy. Um, and, but I'm starting to limit it. I don't know if you noticed that, Shelby. I'm really limiting my equipment down because... Um, and I didn't understand it at first. Um, I've had the privilege of investigating with Stephen's office. And he was like, he, he was talking to me about equipment. And I, di I didn't quite understand why he didn't like equipment as much. Mm -hmm. But the more I'm backing away from equipment and going old school is because of the fact that it's just, I love the equipment for validation, mm -hmm. not as much for evidence. Mm -hmm. and um and then of course the founder of backroads um he he taught me a lot of old trick stuff like the compass i love using my compass i haven't tried that so do you just yeah. like pay attention to the needle and what it's doing well, and from what i was always told is that it'll start point like if you're facing north it might point start changing its direction because it's got the magnetic field coming around it but what I noticed more was going on, and I don't know if this is, you know, was that uh, we were in um, someplace out in Tyler, Texas, and activity was going on, like, to my right, and the compass pointed right. Well, then activity started going to my left, and the compass pointed left. So I was kind of yeah. noticing it was pointing more um, where the activity was going to happen is what I noticed was going on. And he also taught me about um, the old school trick of flower. Well, that's harder oh, yeah. than a private residency or something because it's the cleanup. So I, I am going to mm -hmm. invest in a, um, a handheld vacuum. Yes. And, and I kind of wonder, like, would sugar work too? Because, like, I, I hate the way that flour, like, gets into, like, the wood cracks or pores or whatnot. And it's really hard to clean up. Do you think sugar or salt or something would work the same? Would be able to see footprints in. That's mm -hmm. more what you're looking for is the footprint. So um, <coughs> I have gone through all that. And just from knowing Steve, um, we ha we actually used to have several phone calls. And he would talk to me about that. He, he would talk to me about, he, he likes equipment, don't get me wrong. 
but he doesn't like to rely 100% either on equipment. Mm-hmm. And so, and of course, he's one of the OGs of the paranormal, uh, you know, as far as television goes. Mm-hmm. So I do, I did take a lot of his advice. And then, and that's one thing I do love about all the people I meet in the paranormal field is, is the bits and pieces of information you can get from people and, and then put it, your own twist on it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremy York has this great idea. He's trying out this theory about the dog whistle and because Jeremy is um, hearing impaired. And so he was wondering if ghosts hear at a different um, sound frequency. So he's been trying the dog whistle. Well, the first time we were at the temple, um, he was on one side of, um, there's this um, theater room. He was on one side. Um, Me and Mustafa were on the other side and we were blowing the dog whistle. Well, down by the stage was some activity going on down there. And of course, where we were, we couldn't get to the activity. But you could, I mean, it was like banging and all that down in that part of the temple. Well, then we tried the dog whistle other places. And he's tried it too, several places on his own. It's now become a running joke because um, Mustafa liked the dog whistle. So next time I saw him, I had to take him a dog whistle. But um we were at were you at were you with me at Coatsworth that time I did the dog whistle there? Uh I'm sure you tried it that time, but I don't remember what happened. So rule of a um rules to live by with the dog whistle. Never do the dog whistle outdoors. <laughs> well, I wasn't there that time. I remember you telling me about it though. My friend, um, they were at a cemetery and they did a dog whistle and the coyotes came. So I thought I'm going to be at Coatsworth. We are upstairs in the bedroom. I'm going to do the dog whistle. Yeah, I um, started hearing dogs howling and getting closer and closer and closer. We forgot that there was a busted window there. Oh, snap. So, so basically, I was blowing it wherever the dog So don't ever do a dog whistle outside. But <laughs> or it can be heard outside. It could be that, very dangerous. Yes. So those are the little things just kind of testing helping others test their theories and then try to figure out my own theories the cell phone method i love that i don't know if you've ever done that um where like if you're in a um, put a cell phone one place you have to be far enough away where your cell phone won't pick you up have someone call your cell phone put a digital recorder next to your cell phone oh yeah and have them talk yeah and so basically what we did at the funeral home is we put my cell phone upstairs next to digital recorder we went downstairs into the chapel and called my phone. We answered it before we left. And but you you ask a question through the phone that you're holding downstairs. Then you mute your phone um, so that basically there's no noise contamination. And then until you're ready to ask another question, then you um, take it off mute and then you ask a question, put it back on mute. Then you go back and listen because sometimes I think spirits do not want to. They don't want to be recorded. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of my way of getting around that. And my other th- favorite thing is music. I love doing music for the time period that you're of the location you're at. It's and like a computer music, object. Yeah. Music is in everyone's heart. There's very few people. Oh, who yes. know it's like a universal language. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I so, agree with that. Um, when I went back to Arkansas to visit, that's where I was born, was Arkansas. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> really? No, well, I, I, was born, 
I was born in Jackson, but immediately my parents moved me back to Arkansas, where my dad's family is from. So, where's that? Um, Little Rock, BB. Um, there's another place I can't remember, but mainly those two between there. Well, we went to the, I believe it was Pettigrew Battleground, and it was open. It was after hours, so we went in there and, and used my equipment. And the first night, um, we didn't have permission. I didn't know we needed it because it wasn't, like, chained, closed or anything. There was no sign that said, you know, it closes at certain hours. And my sister, like, went down this path, and I'll, I get this picture of her. She's like, ooh. <laughs> She's like, don't show that to anybody. Like, that's the worst picture ever. But you can see, like, the fear on her face. She's like, and she's, like, running up the path. And all of a sudden, um, this cop car comes up. And there's a cop coming around the other side. They totally cornered us. And they're like, what are you guys up to? And we're like, we're just ghost hunting. But my daughter actually saw a man in an outfit. And it was, like, um, khaki-colored pants. And I believe the same color shirt. And it had, like, you know, gold stuff on it and stuff. And... So I was like, well, maybe that was a ranger or something that used to work here that passed away. Um, but then we went the next day to get permission before we went ghost hunting again because we still hadn't seen, like, the rest of the park. And uh, looking at the uniforms, you know, you think of the Civil War and it's, like, blue and gray. But these guys were Southern, so they were, like, khaki colors. And I just, I was blown away when I saw the uniform. I was like, holy fucking shit. She, like, actually saw somebody. And on this place where this house was, it was new. It was rebuilt to be, like, structurally as the original house was. But it, you know, had a bunch of, like, cannon fire, gunfire, and it burned down eventually. So they rebuilt it on that same place. But that ghost was running up the stairs. It's freaking crazy. Um, but we did try, like, going down into the ravine. And I was like, I'm going to try something. And so I pulled up sounds from Civil War. So you hear gunfire and screaming and all kinds of stuff. And I had these headphones that you flip the speakers out and it becomes speakers instead of headphones. Oh, and wow. I stuck that out the window and played it. And my daughter, Nova, I believe she was like 13, maybe 12 at the time. And she's like, mom, I want to go. I want to go now. Can we leave right now? And I'm like, well, just give me a little bit longer. But I guess she saw a soldier run past the car and jump into the tree line. And it really made me feel guilty. Like, because I made that spirit, like, revisit that trauma so it made me feel bad but mm -hmm. at the same time it was like it really does work to use like sound or music or whatnot mm -hmm. for trigger objects see my son um he the 15 year old um a couple of years ago he was supposed to be making me a music box and of course he made one for donald but i never got one and so <laughs> But the way the music box he made, because it's it's based off of motion, where it plays music when um, motion goes by, it's actually got it to where you can change the type of music so that um, based on the location you're going to, when the motion goes off, it'll change the music, it'll play the music for that type of location, in hopes that it they want to keep hearing that music and will keep setting off the motion. But I don't have one. And so Donald's got the only one that he's ever made. So he quit making them for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> Damn it, Donald. I pay for it and he bought, he makes it for somebody else. Oh. <laughs> that rastard. So what made you guys get into like doing paranormal investigation? Was it the experiences you had or just like 
seems like a really cool hobby or I want to help people like what's behind what you guys do <laughs> Eileen's looking at me <laughs> okay <laughs> this is where I get a lot of um this is where I get a lot of shit for for this uh I come from a generation where we grew up on ghost adventures <laughs> so ghost adventures I will never forget the first episode I ever seen. I'm literally, we had like a desktop computer in our living room and always had the TV on in the background for noise while I'm sitting on the internet chatting to middle-aged men. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like sitting there doing my thing and I happen to glance back and I see people in like night vision and it kind of caught my eye. And next thing you know, it was like two hours later and I'm standing in front of the TV like, what is this and then like i got on the computer and like started watching every episode amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And I was enthralled, and of course I was a teenage girl and thought Zach Bagans was the most beautiful creature <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Shoulder <laughs> Bagans, do ya? I do, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, then it kind of blossomed from just like an an infatuation to like I want to I want to be that I want to do that so that that kind of started my um passion I guess for the paranormal and I get a lot of shit for that (laughs) they're like oh you only got into it because it goes to ventures and I'm like hey (laughs) if it would not be a lot of people give you know of course our first shows I watched was Ghost Hunters, but if it wasn't mm-hmm. for uh, Zach, probably a lot of people who aren't into the paranormal, you know, would not be into the paranormal now. Right. A lot of people give him heck because of what he does, but he is a very smart businessman. He makes oh, yeah. a total of money. And, uh, but, and that's why I try to tell people all the time, those shows are not really for investigators as much as they are for non-investigators mm-hmm. you know just to kind of you know get the i hate using the word industry but get the industry known yeah and I, i'll be the first to admit that it's nothing like what you see on ghost adventures it's so all. monotonous it's not like it bam, bam bam it's like i know like my first investigation i'm like all right, I'm channeling my inner zach vegans i'm ready and then like we're like sitting there for three hours and i'm like Okay, <laughs> I'm having fun, but this is not what I thought. <laughs> Poor no, Shelby, nobody is. was talking to her. I was like, because everybody was with their own groups. Everybody, and at the time, yep. I wasn't 
with and so I'm like, well, I don't really know everybody here. Shelby doesn't know anybody here. Let's hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I kept hearing people we talking were about what I was wearing. I was not investigation uh, ready. I uh, I was wearing, like, booty shorts and a tank top. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> you want to like, get touched, right? You're like, <laughs> come on over and touch me. <laughs> Like, come on. <laughs> this rapper got the wig for a tattoo on her stomach. That sold me right there. I was like, nope. Yeah. That, that's Lay down. We got to plant shit. We're going to try yes. this with some Vaseline. Wow, that shit is on fire. <laughs> Mine was Paranormal no, State. Like, I couldn't yeah. believe it when they came out. And I was hooked. Like, I was staying up all night watching that shit. At my oh, sister's yeah, house. Yep, yep. Me and my sister used to watch. That it all was the my paranormal crush was Brian, but I think he's like. See? Uh... Yep, I was the same way. I thought he was pretty too, and then like I'll never forget it. I was watching one of his live streams, and he was talking, and he he talked about how he was he was gay, and I was like, I think he's bi. <laughs> I think it goes both ways, but I think he's more into guys than girls, and that's so how it is. is with a lot of beautiful men. Mm-hmm. So I heard I have a shot. <laughs> you. <laughs> like, hey, what's up? My boyfriend. I have a reach board on my belly. That's right. Want to test it out? <laughs> Go lower. <Yeah>. Lower. <laughs> yeah, that sold me on her. That's all like, goodbye. So cool. She might be a baby, but this girl's cool. She's, uh, I'm, uh, no, she ain't getting <laughs> I try. <laughs> no. Mine was basically, like I told you, I was looking for my mom. Um, and me and some, a girlfriend of mine, for several years, we went out, we, you know, doing what we thought we were investigating. And we were. I mean, but we didn't have equipment. We only had a digital camera and even, you know, some Polaroids. Those and, are awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we, we didn't really know what we were doing because, again, we, you know, watched Ghost Hunters. And, um, so, but then my son joined the Marines and I got a phone call. Yep. (laughs) Um, he joined the Marines and I got a phone call from a gentleman on Facebook asked if I wanted to go investigate with him at this house. And I did. So then we investigated that house for, oh gosh, five, six years together. And that was pretty much for a while. That was one of my only places to investigate. Mm-hmm. And, um, we did a documentary and, um, documentary did great, but it was time to grow wings and kind of get away from just that house and yeah, certain people. And, um, that's again, when I started with David and that's, that, that was the first time, um, I really got to go places other than this one location. I mean, we invested that location. I think Sometimes you get hooked. Yeah, I mean, but it was like, how many times? And this is no no offense. The house is haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, but how many times can a ball fall down the stairs? How many times can you watch a chandelier turn on and off or a door shut? I I was ready for the next step. I needed some more. It got yeah. uh, it, it. It always awed me that ball could fall down the steps fifty million times. And it, it awed me. And 
I will always say that Steve is probably one of my biggest mentors because he's one of the ones that gave me that hump to make that next step, um, to go figure out more stuff. And so I'm glad I did because I didn't know there was a paranormal world out there. I didn't know there was podcasts. I didn't know. It was like, oh my God, it's huge these days. days. I can spend my whole life on Mm -hmm. YouTube and be completely happy. (laughs) I mean, I started getting people like hey you know when the pot when the documentary got released i was like getting these um facebook messages i'm like who are you <laughs> wait there's more people who do this really damn <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i like is like the smaller groups like i like the big groups but a lot of them you're like i don't know uh there's a certain guy from canada and another guy from the east coast and i'm just like you're faking the funk and it ain't even cool like you can go out and do real shit and people are still gonna watch you like why do you have to make all this shit up i guess it's entertaining that's why you have so many followers but at the same time i don't like it so i move on to somebody else you know i don't i don't like to be lied to it's one of my least favorite things you can ask shelby before I bring something to anyone as evidence, even during an investigation, sitting there, and if I feel I've been touched, I promise you, I have probably sat there 10 minutes trying to figure out what touched me before I'll ever go, guys, I think I've been touched. They're like, oh, what? oh that happened like 10 minutes ago, but... The ghost is long gone. <laughs> because I literally have my own evidence. I am mm-hmm. the worst skeptic with my own evidence, but I know... If Shelby or Rebecca or Lindy say, hey, this has happened, mm-hmm. I'm not questioning it. And again, go back to know who you're investigating with. But there are some people I have sat there and they um, have used a, an app on their phone. That's a, like an Ovilus app. It was clearly, mm-hmm. uh, clearly sitting there um, repeating back, but changing the words of mm-hmm. what the question was it was like every question and they're like oh look how good this is look how good i'm like okay that's too good so then we started i kind of started testing it it was like okay that I, I see what it's doing yeah so that again i'm like if you couldn't figure that out you know and come on let's figure this out you know I will say, I, okay, so y'all are probably going to laugh at me, but um, Ghost Radar was my jam, okay? <laughs> I loved Ghost Radar. Oh, dude, I still use it today. It does actually yeah, work. I do, too. And the the incident that made me really, really believe that it can be, it, it can be useful was when I met my boyfriend, and we he was staying in this house, like, right across the road. And uh, we had just got out of, like, long-term relationships, and we were just yeah. hanging out at that point. Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, we were talking, and he never told me about his ex-girlfriend, like, her, as far as her name, so I didn't know her name at all. And we were just joking around, and I told him that I was into the paranormal, and I loved it and everything. So I turned on my Ghost Radar app, and I set it down boom her name pops up and i didn't think anything of and it i was like bitch oh. are you thinking about somebody right now <laughs> <laughs> i literally i was like oh and i told him i was like this mm-hmm. is what it said and he turns white and he's like that's my ex-girlfriend's name i was like you're fucking lying <laughs> and nope that's 
that's her name. <laughs> now, I don't believe that. Okay, here's my thing about apps. I do believe there are apps created to fake evidence. Yeah. yeah. But some but, really work. Right. Mm-hmm. Some do work. And the fact that phone is a, a electronic equipment. Mm-hmm. So if we think a spirit can manipulate a ram pod, a K2, any of that, or Which even one? come through the, um, a spirit box, why can it not manipulate a phone? So do I b- believe that even apps that aren't for ghosts could still, like the camera app. So North, uh, sorry, Northwest Paranormal Research Group is leaving, but he said, ladies, keep it up. You guys are kicking ass. I'm like, what's your name? They, uh, they wouldn't Good tell night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. night. Don't but let yeah, the demons bite. <laughs> so I'm sorry, I hadn't even been reading the chat that that much. Um, but yeah, I mean, so everything has a potential of being manipulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, even your mind. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a, the old um, founder, um, he would use the um, ghost tube. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's actually put it side by side with his, um, oh gosh, it just slipped my mind. What's the, yeah, he makes those speakers and shit, right? Or is it somebody um, else? It's the, um, it's an app that does like the SLS. Okay. Oh yeah. I've seen that. I don't know. I like that. SLS showing the same things. So, and like, again, he was been doing it for 40 years. So if he, I know he's tested things to no end mm-hmm. before he's, you know, told someone else about it. Mm-hmm. And now it's changed up a little bit right now. I, I, I can't get it to work right. So, but we did place a, a something around drop time um, on the SLS. The guys did. Me and Lindy were stuck outside and we were doing it. Well, first we did an investigation inside. And we'd let the guys be outside to see if it would be more attractive to women or men. And um, so we heard something banging outside. So we thought, guys are out there making noise. So, But they heard the noise and they went to it too. So we don't know what made the noise. But um, nothing other than that happened while we were inside. But when the guys went inside, we were outside. They had the SLS and they're chasing around the whole thing. We we're out there like an hour. There it goes. You uh, see, right around the corner. <laughs> Why don't call us back in any moment now? That would be fine. We're sitting outside. <laughs> yeah, the no, guy from Top Time still, uh, he still owes me bones, by the way. Telling us yeah, that. <laughs> She's got a bone to pick. I, literally. Yeah, I collect bones and like little dead things and stuff. And I was telling him about that. And of course, we're at a deer processing plant. And he's like, oh, you can have all that back there you want. Nice. And then he forgot and like hauled it all off. And I was like, dang. <laughs> he said I could have some. Oh, no. <laughs> so next time we go, I'm going to, you got to tell him to have my bones ready. <laughs> she needs her bones. Yeah, he you- in there lately. <laughs> really? It's been it's been his wife mainly. Huh. Yeah. She hope he's okay. Oh no, it's just because she's more into this side of it than he is. Oh. <laughs> I get it. And it's crazy because my husband's like, Well, you never invite me. I'm like, I used to invite you all the time and you always say no, so why am I gonna exactly. continue to fucking invite you? Exactly. So, <laughs> 
I learned not to go by myself because I actually did have a walk-in. Like, I was possessed for a little bit. And it tried twice. Like, I remember the second time I'm walking and my head's turned and I keep talking shit backwards to my husband. But I keep walking towards that gate because I know as soon as I get, like, far enough away from the property, it'll stop. But yeah, it was crazy. Like, I'm trying to walk away and my head's turning. I'm continuing to talk shit. But yeah, that thing was pissed. Then I went to help this lady that was pregnant and about to have a baby and she wanted her uh, place cleansed. And yeah, that thing latched onto me as soon as I took my pants off with my protective stones and put my jammies on. It was like, hi. Wow. I broke now, my expensive camera and everything. Like, it was not cool. So. I will tell you, the only thing I do hate about it being just the two of us, um, we do have to be extremely cautious about where we go mm -hmm. um so there was one last time we went to the hospital um i don't think you could make that trip yeah. the um something in my gut told me my husband had never gone on an investigation with me he does more of the aliens bigfoot things like that um yeah, he does really too. Yeah. yeah um he, he believes in um goes he just never felt that they that you should mess with them yeah um because that's their time and um so i was like well but if they don't want to talk to us they just won't talk to us and so something in my gut that day said and i've I, beth and chris would get on to me all the time they're like follow your gut follow your gut so i was like i'm following my gut it said you know your husband needs to go and i knew tommy and josh would be there but and, me, and lindy as well but it's like okay now i need my husband um and so when it comes to no offense to anybody if it, I, I know my husband's going to pull a trigger and kill someone if it's needed. Um, he was a Bosman for X amount of years. So um, I told him, I said, and normally I, I definitely don't ever let him take his gun anywhere with him. I said, baby, grab your gun. He said, huh? I said, grab your gun. And we've been to the hospital several times. And I know I've been several times. Mm -hmm. And I've never felt like that. So we get to the hospital we do the sweep, we're start investigating, we go upstairs, we're investigating on the second floor, we've come down for a break, and I'm on the phone with Beth, and I'm showing her that there's a body of water right next to it, and I was about to take her in the basement, and then something said, no, don't go in the basement. So I went back up to the ambulance bay, which is right next to the basement entry. About that time, this guy walks out of the basement. And then all of a sudden, I don't know where this guy comes from, comes up the hill from the lake. And I mean, I was just at the hill of the lake and it's a long walkway there. And um, so you can tell they were stoned out of their minds, like did not even realize we were standing there. And we have like four vehicles out there and didn't even pay attention. That they were out there. Mm -hmm. So Tommy pulls his gun. My husband pulls his gun. And... Um, so then they, you know, the guys just are walking around like and don't even realize they have guns pulled on. That's how I'm um, strong out there. Like, and that was like, real good weed, man. <laughs> the good thing about it, when we went back into the hospital, because it's got a lot of entries that you can't board up and all that. And that's what Lindy and them were working on was trying to get it boarded up. But um, the good thing when we went back in to make sure there was no one else in the basement, we did find his flashlight. So we call it the crack, the crack flashlight now. Yes. And it's a really good flashlight. So I, I do own a flashlight from, uh, you know, but <laughs> like that now. But <laughs> we started investigating the second floor again. I started using my motion detectors like at the stairwells. 
I didn't use them for spirits. I used them in case these people, and we just, at that point, we were already kind of, kind of skittish. And we're like, we got to get out of here. Seriously, yeah. people are scarier than ghosts. Mm -hmm. Tell you mm -hmm. what, like, I'm more afraid of a cracked out human being than I am of mm -hmm. a ghost or entity or oh, yeah. whatnot. And of course, my husband's like, ooh, he had the adrenaline rush again of pulling out his gun the first time he went. So now he's like, I'll go again. I'll go again. <laughs> he's like going around all the corners. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Broken Bow for Donald's birthday back in September. <laughs> He was like, I'm doing a sweep. And he had his gun. <laughs> doing sweet smalls. <laughs> and his gun is like, and I'm not kidding, it's like this big. Like the barrel's like this big. Like a desert yeah. eagle or something? I forget what kind it is, but it's huge. And so I'm like, okay, go have fun with that. Just don't shoot I'm like, just don't shoot anybody I know. <laughs> no, that whole Ghost Radar app, like, um, early morning investigation. It was like preliminary to the nighttime one we were gonna do, and we set up all our equipment and went to grab some other stuff and came back. And on that ghost radar, picked up so many words: Kate Johnson, Walter intention death, sharp tool. And then come to find out, um, they were calling this ghost Emmy. There is a ghost there named Emmy. It's a little girl. I'll send you guys a picture. Oh. Um, but. Kate Johnson was the adult one that he was familiar with, but he was calling her Emmy because they're kind of like buddies. Kate takes care of Emmy. But um, yeah, she was a soiled dove or a prostitute back in the day. And um, she fell in love with a firefighter and he took her to elope on the train. He uh, was working from the train. And being that she was a working girl, the brakeman, I believe his name is Walter, um, came in, found them together and proceeded to stab him to death all they did was throw him off the train he broke his collarbone and i don't think he was ever convicted but she ended up killing herself and i think that train car is like her purgatory because that's where it all stemmed from why she took her own life is like that was the only happiness she ever knew was falling in love with him and then now he's dead but mm -hmm. yeah she's cool like she's there helping emmy but there's a guy looks just like the freaking joker i'll send you guys that picture too um, I think it's Walter. He's there and she's there. And when Kate was released by a Catholic school class, of all things, um, Emmy was alone. She'd be there talking to us. And then the brakeman would come in and chase her off. And he had the most vulgar language. Like, I cuss like a sailor. But this guy, like, another freaking thing. But yeah, it's super crazy. And it's like, once you learn that story, like, we gave him all the information we had. Um, the curator found out that she was a real person and her story and it all just went together. It was insane. Apps do work. I don't think, you know, they're all true or, or whatnot, but a lot of them do work. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. I still haven't figured out the orb thing as far as like blue, red, yellow, green, I haven't either. I think it's like strength or intensity yeah. or something. And that's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, we don't really rely on that, but it's nice to have that backup because before I just go into a place without dousing rods or anything and pick up on mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff, but it's nice to have the backup mm -hmm. of, of that equipment. And for me, I like like the spirit box. 
but I'm hard of hearing. <laughs> so I can't always understand what they're saying. So it's good to kind of see the word instead of, and that's why I want to get my hands on an ovulus so bad. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So hard to find, and when you do find they're them, expensive. they're so expensive. <laughs> An obelisk going at Coastworth the last time, mm-hmm. and we went and did a um after investigation. Investigation it was a public event, so after it, we um we went and did our own thing, and we had a name come across. I'm like, what the heck is this? And Donald's like, I've never seen that before. So we um pull it up. It was supposedly like a, and I'm not going to say it because I, I don't remember it, not because of any other reason, but we pulled it up and it was a demonic name. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I don't think there was anything there demonic, mm-hmm. but the, the Coast Horse was totally different the, um, the last time we investigated. But we also had David in town. He had flew in. Mm-hmm. And um, so we're wondering if either someone else brought something with them or if it was if something it was yeah. because what was weird about it, it was saying stuff like, watch your back, things like this. And we're like, who needs to watch their back? David? Mm-hmm. And it was like, almost like everything it was telling us was about David. So it was to the point he had already gone back home. It was to the point I picked up the phone during that and called him and said, did you make it home? Okay. He said, yes. It's like, okay, I need you to be careful. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a couple of days later, the next day he was leaving. Yeah. And so I went and saw him the day before he left. And of course it was, you know, we're crying. That's my brother. You know, we're crying and all that. (laughs) And so within a couple of days, he's in the hospital Mm -hmm. and there, um, he was going in and he was like, he was in so much pain. The ambulance came and got him during a public or right after a public event that he had up North. Come to find out after like one hospital didn't even do his blood work, but says blood work was fine. His blood was sitting at the table next to him, by the way. He didn't even fucking touch it. Yeah. And then he had to have his appendix removed. So it was like, this was all within a week period. So it really did kind of make me think he brought something with him. Something Um, latched onto him. Yeah. That was just using the ovulus though. It was, it was like going crazy. Like, we called Rebecca, too, because Rebecca wasn't with us at that point. We called her to make sure she made it home, trying to figure out who was the, you know, was it talking about. But we really felt it was talking about David before everything happened. Mm-hmm. 
it's pretty scary when that happens and you do have to listen to it listen to your gut and listen to things that are coming through they're coming through for a reason mm-hmm. and i don't like i said i don't think it was anything demonic that came through i think whatever you know whatever name it said that was more to get our attention mm-hmm. to make us go hold up a second because again, mm-hmm. nothing's ever been threatening. I don't really still even think anything was threatening in that location. I think it was more hat felt it needed to go beyond the norm to get our attention. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, uh, go ahead. Mike's saying in the chat room here that he had a friend that hung herself. There's no signs, nothing. Um, and she was a nurse. Um, I'm kind of from the point like, I don't like hospitals. There's a lot of creepy shit that hangs out there and nursing homes too. Those are like just grounds for things to feed on. But I don't know. Maybe she had like some sort of walk-in or outside influence. I'm thinking that possessed her to do that. Like stranger things have happened, you know? I don't know. And it's something like that. It's hard to say because so many people fight their own demons anyways and never tell anybody so Mm -hmm. something like that's so hard to say especially being a nurse i'm sure she saw a lot and dealt with a lot that um maybe she just didn't talk about that was bothering her because you know the old saying um i can't complain because if i did no one would listen right (laughs) (laughs) just this wall right here Yep. <laughs> how people feel i mean very few times i mean you can talk to your dearest dearest friends about things but then sometimes you don't want to burden people with your problems mm-hmm. especially if you're a people pleaser yeah now if you i mean if you feel that she's around for any reason you can try to talk to her and find out if she's got if she can tell you a reason but you yeah. know if she's if she's around for any reason Yeah, and I also think, like, a lot of people, due to, like, religious influence and other things like that, automatically assume if somebody kills themselves, they're going to hell. And I don't believe that's true. I know I read a scripture because I've read, like, all kinds of books of doctrine. And there was one in particular that really stuck with me that said there's a a place in heaven for tormented souls. And you can't be a pussy or whatever and commit suicide. It really takes a lot of fucking guts to do that, uh, to take your own life. And it's fucking scary, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's a place in heaven for tormented souls. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's really hard because, you know, they're in that sort of area where, uh, they don't see any other way out Mm -hmm. and they don't consider the people around them or maybe they do, but it's just too hard. It really does like travel down lines and people are greatly affected by it. So it's a pretty sad situation, but I don't know. I feel like she's going to be okay. So don't let it uh, haunt you too much. But yeah, it's always just like unbelievable when it happens. It's really hard. And don't be sorry about asking a question. I mean, we all have something internally we want to ask a lot of times. Yeah. We can't play it. But no, I mean, I'll tell you, you were talking about scripture and all. And that's one thing. My husband, I was raised Baptist. Um, My husband, I mean, Irish Catholic all the way. Um, Of course, he kind of, you know, doesn't really, you know, do any religion really much. But if he has to, it's still Catholicism. Mm -hmm. We sat there and talked and he kind of opened my eyes to something. Um, 
and I couldn't find anybody. And I, yes, I was raised Baptist to read the Bible every night, but I mean, do I remember the Bible from start to finish? No, no by no means. But um, one thing that I never recall, and no one's ever been able to um, tell me differently, so tell me differently if you know out there. Um, nowhere in the Bible does it say anything about purgatory being negative. But we all put purgatory as negative. Yeah. But also in Revelations, it says the gates of heaven and hell will not open until the end of days. Hmm. So me and him were talking, what if the spiritual plane, per se, is purgatory? Is the mm -hmm. in-between until the gates of heaven and hell open up? Because, again, I mean... That makes sense because... Yeah, when I saw my mom, when she first arrived, it was like a room, and there was windows, and there was people walking around in white outfits, and she came out the door, walked down the sidewalk. I didn't know who it was at first until she got closer, then I was like, holy shit, mom. Right when, where we met, there was a bench, and we sat down and talked, but yeah, maybe that's purgatory, you know, maybe you just hang out, or, you know, it could be here, like John, the ghost that's here. We have things going in and out, but John, he's like residential, he lives here. Um, he's cool. He tries to fix the thermostat. It's not going to work. Sorry, John. Sorry, <laughs> um, you can go to my house. I've got plumbing issues. I've got I've got a sink full of dishes. <laughs> my pipes are plugged. It <laughs> <laughs> works. Oh, but my friend, uh, thank you, ladies. Not thanks, Mike. But mine's always been my thing. Some spirits can pick up stuff and throw them. They can move things. They can hide things. Why can't they do dishes and do laundry and sleep? <laughs> yeah, I would be um, less inclined to get rid of them if they helped out. <laughs> Someone I mean, actually saw my doppelganger doing dishes. I'm like, she's welcome to come back. Right? <laughs> well, at least your doppelganger was better than mine. <laughs> mine actually pushed my daughter down, but we'll get to that later because we do have to go our second music break we are a smidge late but it's all right it's our own show and we can do whatever the fuck we want <laughs> we got miss mckaylin hay again with mirror gravity pins and needles and then fred johnson the toid from canyon county california with after dark you guys don't go anywhere we'll be right back after this music break Touching 
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome back, and thank you so much for joining us this evening on We Are Paradox Media's Late Night in the Rockies. This evening, we are joined by Backroads Paranormal. We have Miss Eileen Jones and Miss Shelby Gann. You guys, welcome back. So glad you're here. Thanks for having us. So, so yeah, definitely. Let's um, plug your guys' channels and shows and everything. This is your time to get your stuff out there. Um, I want to hear about the ghost hits and, and all that. You go ahead and go with Ghost Hit. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Ghost Hits is me. It's just me. Um, I got the name because I know everybody wants to know. Everybody's like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> so, Ghost Hits. <laughs> so, Ghost Hits. I got the name Ghost Hits from a, um, an ex-roommate of mine. 
we were watching the uh, the girl Ghostbusters movie, and oh, there's yeah. like a there's a deleted scene that I have yet to see ever again, except that one part or that one time um, where they're talking about how people were always mean to him and bullied him, and she was like, "Yeah, they used to call me Ghost Girl," and then the really funny blonde girl, she was like, "Yeah, they used to call me Ghost Tits." And my roommate at the time just died laughing. She was like, I'm going to sh- I'm gonna start calling you ghost tits. <laughs> and I'm like, why? And she's like, because your tits are here in spirit. Because- <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. So it stuck. And that's just, it, it's not a team or anything. It's just me. It's just my little persona, logo, whatever. Okay. Yeah, so is that yeah. on YouTube or Facebook or where can they um, find that? Mostly on Facebook. That's where I do my podcast. Um, sporadic. Nice. I don't have a good schedule right now. Um, I, I normally do them on Mondays. So actually, tomorrow I'm going to be doing an episode. Nice. And um, I'm also on Instagram. Not a whole lot, but I'm there. And TikTok. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, she'll surprise me every now and then. I'm like, wait, is she on? Is she not on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a good schedule because, like, things are so crazy and chaotic with work and my kid and just me being lazy. So <laughs> it's just whenever I feel like coming on. Right. <laughs> um, now with my end, um, you can catch on Thursday nights on the Things Network. Um, Supernatural Talk, where I am a co-host on Supernatural Talk. Um, that is not sorry if I'm off on times because times is, you know, I'm just I hate there. time zones and time change and yep. all that bullshit. Yeah, but- I think it's like 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on uh, things mm-hmm. that were Thursday nights, and I believe it's 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Paranormal United Network, Parrot Lines One. You can catch um, Listen Queens, where I'm also a co-host there with Chrissy <laughs> and Beth. Um, those are some of my Paris sisters. Um, so, and on Supernatural Talk, I'm with Jeremy York, Nick Moonlay, and Adrian Hart, or Adrian. Oh gosh, her new last name just slipped my mind, but same same deal. Um, so you can catch um, me there on both of those. They're on Facebook, YouTube. I don't know. I quit paying attention to where all they are. They're just out there. Um, <laughs> they're just out there. Um, one thing, um, if you travel a lot or you are whether you're a paranormal investigator or a truck driver, no matter what you do, um, you're um you can go to Paranormal Against Missing and Exploited Children on Facebook. Um, that is something um Beth Allen and I um are co-founders of. Um, it started because we have both had loved ones that either almost got into human trafficking or was a part of human trafficking that luckily both of our loved ones got out of. And we're hoping that, you know, as it's not that we're looking for people who can use their psychic abilities or, you know, whatever, what we're doing is as an, as a paranormal investigator, we travel, we are at a lot of truck stops, a lot of rest stops, if someone's being kidnapped and they have to use the restroom, chances are they're going to be at a truck stop or a rest stop. They're not going to go to, you know, fancy restaurants and all that neat. Mm-hmm. So just it's a way for everyone to post the missing or exploited children in your area. 
Um, that way, if I'm driving through Colorado and I see that there's missing children in Colorado, as I'm approaching that area, I can be on the lookout for these mm -hmm. children. Um, of course it does, you know, we are focused on children more so than adults, but if you do, have, if there is an adult, you can put them on there as well. Um, but we just want to make sure that no other, we want to try to save even one child is saving the world. Yeah, that's how we got our start. Um, you know, for a long time, I call it being locked in the paranormal closet and, it's because as a kid, I learned, like, at first I was really open about it and I'd share it to people and they're like, stay away from her. She's a freaking weirdo. Um, <laughs> so I learned to keep it to myself. And, um, yeah, once 2012 hit and Dylan Redwine went missing here, um, he was a friend of my oldest daughter's and he came up for Thanksgiving. He didn't want to because he didn't want to be around his dad. He had found out some stuff about him that was not cool and that I think actually led to his death. But, um... Yeah, that's when we first started our group to find out paranormally, like through him, what actually fucking happened. And his dad killed him and cut him to pieces and spread him throughout uh, Middle Mountain. Ooh. And it took about five years before they finally arrested him and they found journals. But it wasn't until like they found his foot, they found this, they found that. And then finally, in the end, they found his skull. Some hikers found it, luckily. And they were able to prosecute him from there because that's where the the death blow happened so they were able to prove shit so he's in he's in prison now for the rest of his nasty ass life but that's how it, we got started because i'm like i don't fucking care anymore what anybody mm -hmm. thinks i just want to help this mother because if it was my kid i'd want anybody and fucking everybody to come out of the fucking woodwork and help mm -hmm. me find them and so yeah that's that's the straw that broke my paranormal camel's back <laughs> And the only reason I sit there and say, you know, we're not asking people to do um, their um, use psychic abilities and all that is because you do have truly legit psychics out there, um, legit mediums. And some people just really, you don't, they don't want to have titles. Um, and yeah, me, uh, I'm like, I'm not going to say I'm anything because I don't want people being like, give me a reading. Yeah. If it comes to me, it comes to me. If not, I can't force it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, but there are people out there who want to showboat and who don't know what they're doing. And all they're going to do is tie up the police's time mm -hmm. saying, oh, I think they're over here. Oh, and that's going to take away from finding the child because I have had locally, um, I had a friend of mine whose niece was missing and I've known this family since I was probably probably in sixth grade and the niece came up missing and so we we're out looking for him well my friend beth and that um that's another start to this whole thing she's like i see a house there's a white house on a hill and she started telling me about never been in jackson in her life and i put her on facebook um, we were on messenger i turned the phone around she said that house right there and we were going down mcdowell road um, Shelby knows where that is probably, yeah. but, um, <laughs> and my friend that I've known since grade school or since junior high was like, oh my gosh, that is, that's a track house. And we have suspicions who's there. And Beth's like, nope, she's not there anymore, but she's been there. She goes, but I need you to stay in the area. Her hair is blue. Okay. When we found her, her hair was blue. Wow. 
kid dyed her hair. But, and she's like, there's parents involved. Well, come to find out, she was, I mean, there were parents kind of hiding her. So, everything she was saying was coming to fruitation. We found her within, no, it had been several days, but we had found her after I talked to Beth. And it wasn't just Beth, but it, Beth kept us in the area. Um, but we found her within two hours of getting Beth on the phone. And so, but with all that being said, there was a podcast going on somewhere locally and there was a psychic on there. Yeah. There's this missing girl in town. Her, her spirit's coming to me. She's dead. She's dead. At this point, we had already found her. It just hadn't been broadcasted yet on Facebook, but she was already in her parents' possession. But if those parents would have seen that podcast before we found her, it would have destroyed them. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the woman's a fraud or anything. I'm not saying that by any means. But sometimes your information, no matter how good you are, is not always 100% accurate. And you Mm -hmm. can get the wrong... You can get the, you can get the wrong image it, because we did find out that Beth and Beth didn't know she could do this that she could channel living and mm-hmm. so if you've never channeled the living and you think you can only channel the dead then you're thinking the person's dead yep. well if you go ahead and tell a parent that some parents if that's their only child they might go and kill themselves thinking mm-hmm. their child's dead and their child's not dead but it might not be that that person, again, not saying that person's a fraud, but it might be an ability they never knew they had. Yeah, it was kind of like a case that we were looking at and um, the girl, I believe, was put into trafficking. So she was kind of disassociating with her body. You know how you kind of leave mm-hmm. this realm to get somewhere else. And I'm like, I keep picking up on her in the spiritual realm, but I feel like she's alive. Like she feels like she wishes this was would end and she wasn't alive, but keeps poking in through like the spiritual realm like leaving her body leaving her state that she's in because she can't fucking stand it um it's pretty interesting how that happens and how people do pick up on that can i just i I have something to say guy in the comments keeps talking about how i'm touching my hair so like in my religious beliefs hair is very important and it's kind of like a comfort thing for me. So I'm so sorry that me touching my hair is a distraction. Here. No, I think he just thinks you're hot. And he's like, tell her to put it on the other side. I know. And he's like talking shit about my tattoos. And he's like, no chance with me, honey. There's no chance with me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm shaken. He's like, for now. <laughs> for good, my guy. <laughs> yeah. she got a good one. They're hard to find. He is definitely a good one. He takes care of her, and she takes care of him. He puts up with a lot of my, a lot of my stuff. He br- he puts up with me bringing home all kinds of spirits and weird stuff in his what house. That? He just puts up with you. That's exactly. That's, that's enough. That's package. Oh yeah. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> Have you guys um ever had things follow you home from investigations? I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think it was from investigations per se, but, um, I used to take care of this like graveyard that was on this huge plot of land that my dad had or was living on. 
and um I went there as a teenager all the time and like took care of it cleaned up graves you know got limbs off of fences helped put the fence back up and I kind of created like a bond with them there and I'd go there and talk to them like they were my friends Mm -hmm. and um I used to go and take paper and like a crayon and like put it against the grave and then do like that so I could see what it said and um I had something follow me back from that to my dad's house and uh that was another one of my first like paranormal moments was I woke up me and my mom used to have to sleep in the same bed because it was a very small house and we were we were poor (laughs) and so we stayed in the same bed and like we were asleep one night and I woke up like my eyes opened and I could hear things moving around the room and my dog started growling and it felt like you know when you take your hand and you put it against it like an old-timey tv with like the Mm -hmm. static it felt like that but it felt like in the shape of someone holding my hand And like after that, I was like, I know, I know where it came from. I knew exactly which grave it was. So yeah, that's the closest thing I've had to something following me. Who was it? It was actually a 19 year old um, soldier. I can't remember which, which war he was in, but he was 19 years old and he was like a, he was a soldier. Oh, wow. Yeah. He probably just thought I was cute. Right? He's like, I just want to let a girl and hold her hand. You know. (laughs) Now, my my first one was a hitchhiker, um, as far as I call it a hitchhiker, because we were were in Kosciuszko at um, a a cemetery, and I wasn't investigating or anything. I was investigating somewhere else, but I think it came from the cemetery. Um, so we went to, um, so we, I came home and I never saw or heard anything, but my husband being, again, he does believe in ghosts, but he doesn't pay any attention. Um, but he's like, baby, something keeps like opening the bathroom doors, like cabinet doors. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's the cats, you know, he's like, no. And then Logan, my youngest son, his door keeps opening. I said, well, maybe you don't have it latched. You know, I'm given all these mm-hmm. reasoning. And then one day I was walking down the hallway and I heard the cabinet, bathroom cabinet doors just kind of keep hitting. Like they were open and shut. And I was like, tag them cats. Cause we got three cats. <laughs> so I go, I open the bathroom cabinets. There's no cats. I'm like, okay. And next thing I know my cats are coming down the hallway. I'm like, Okay. What's up, uh, mom? What's going on? <laughs> That's you weird. Too? <laughs> okay. And so I call again, the person I tell you about all the time. I call Beth and she says, and she was like, she starts describing this woman. And Beth was with me when we picked up the hitchhiker. Um, but so we she goes, What I need you to do is I need you to tell her next time you go back to Kosciuszko, um, just tell her to come with you and then make sure you drive to the cemetery. So I did. I was, I was my best friends, Donald and Rebecca lived there. So I was like, okay. So I said, I'm going to go back to Kosciuszko. Come on, let's go. Got my car, went to the cemetery, went and stayed with them for the weekend. Came home. Nothing ever happened again. And then now the weird thing, I don't know. Don't know where it was. My husband will not talk about it, but we were leaving Coatsworth that last time. But um, that everything happened, and Donald, um, he was like, we were leaving, 
And he just kind of gave me this. He was like this. He's like, just staring at me. And he kind of tilted his head. You're like, what? Tilted it again. My face? <laughs> <laughs> you, Donald. I mean, this is not like him. <clears throat> and he said, I have the instinct to tell you, be careful on the way home. I'm like, okay, I'm trying. Okay, well, you know, we all say, have a safe drive. Let us know when you make it home, especially that one up there because she has to drive so far. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, I plan on being careful on the way home because I don't know. I just, it's like you're going to, like, something's going to come be on the road, like a deer or something. Okay, we're in the Delta. You know, there's deer everywhere. And my husband drives a Z. Um, so we're on our way home. And it's almost like this big dog-like creature. I, like I lost all I don't know what. I, I never physically saw it. All I saw was the shadow. Now, again, remember a Z sits kind of low. Um, I saw a black shadow on the hood of the Z. And I was like, oh, it's the headlights. It's just a shadow from the headlights or something. But then I noticed we're going this way, but the, and the shadow is moving down the Z. I'm like, that's weird. So, um, about that time, I went to go tell my husband about it. And he's like, did you see that? I was like, what? And it was on the driver's side, but it was in the middle of the road. Yeah. And it's a two-lane road. And then it's got a medium, a grassy medium with another two-lane road. So, it's you know, only people going our direction. He goes, it was like this huge dog, but it was like the size of a deer. Like, I could pet it. He goes, and he just started describing the face. He said, if I would raise my hands out, I could pet it. He goes, but I had the sense of sadness when I saw it. Yeah. I said, like, well, it was a big dog that just ran by. He goes, Eileen, it was not scared of the car. A dog would be scared. I mean, he goes, literally, I could reach my hand out the window, driving 50 miles an hour and pet the thing. And it was just walking past us. Wow. And it, then it dawned on me, wait a second. I would have seen it in front of the car if it would have been a dog in the middle of the road because the headlights would have shined. It just, like it just appeared. Then, and I do have panic attacks, but I don't really have them that often. On the way home, after all that, it was kind of like that might have been a sign, but I had fallen asleep and I woke up in the worst panic attack of my life to the point my husband thought I was going to jump out of, um, of the car going down the interstate. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to suffocate. I was like taking clothes off, turn the air conditioning on because I was sweating. We finally made it to Canton and I had to go get out of the car at a truck stop in Canton and catch my breath. But it was still like, what, an hour away from where we were? I never. But for him to say all that right before all that happened really, really freaked me out. And like I said, he said it had like, a, you know how, um, what is this? Is it? Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground. 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. A snouser that has the big or, or a terrier that has the Oh, long it's like fur. a mastiff. Oh, the fur? Yeah. Or the jowl? The fur. <laughs> no, the fur. Like the, the terrier has the fur that comes down. No, terrier's more um, short-haired, but maybe like an Akita so or a Schnauzer, I think. Was it, is it Schnauzer, yeah. Yeah, it has the fur. Like, it, it was all black, but the fur was kind of like that. Yeah. But it was like, like I said, it came to the window of the door of the Z. And I don't know if y'all know what a Nissan Z looks like, but they're, they sit kind of low, but not like, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like, like Ken. I don't want to get in a wreck in that. <laughs> What was bad was the night of the time before we were cleaning out the funeral home because it had sold. We were clean- on the way home. GPS got us lost trying to get gas. We were, we literally pulled in the gas station with half a half a gallon of, ta- of gas in the tank. We hit a freaking alligator in the Z. What the fuck? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a <laughs> hazard, baby. And. <laughs> So, of course, we had to go back the same way to see what happened to the alligator after we finally found a gas station. By the way, there was a gas station a okay. mile down the road. It took us 15 miles to get to the <laughs> And, but, no, the alligator was dead. Really? Like, we, like it, had, it had started going. I figured it, like, it just, like, scathed them because they have such hard skin. Like, they're pretty tough. That's what we thought. And we were worried about, uh, we got run flats on the back, but we were worried that the front, we would have popped a tire. Mm-hmm. But it was walking this way, and when we came back, it was walking the other way, but it was dead in the middle of the road. Oh, no. See, me, I would have him. Make, him up. I was not getting out to make sure it was completely dead. I, I would have. You would have seen me out there just, like, shoving it in the back of my car. <laughs> What's that smell? What's this, a gator? But look, gator. it will come back to life. Like, what's that? Tell that like, whatever the deer comes back. That happened to me one time, but luckily I was unscathed. I hit a hawk going down the road. Oh, shit. And I I jumped out and like without thinking, the only thing I had in my car to grab him with was a tutu. <laughs> so I, I sat there and I scooped him up with his tutu. And then my kids in the trunk of their car. <laughs> literally. <laughs> in my head, he's dead. So I was like, all right, well, I have to go to work. I was on my way to work. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. So my at the time, my mom worked at a vet clinic. And I was like, hey, are, is your freezer is your freezer empty? And um, <laughs> she's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to bring something and shove it in there. And then I'm going to come get it when I get off work. She was like, okay. <laughs> I pull up and we go to pick it up out of the back seat and it's eye blinks. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I scoop him up and I bring him in there. And like, we were all in there crying and we had to like euthanize him. It was a big thing. And then I found out that apparently it's super illegal to own a dead hawk. So I had to dispose of it. In Mississippi, it's a spiritual animal. It's at that, and I think that they're considered kind of like vultures. They clean up stuff on the road or something, so they're considered. Um, I don't know here. Like you can't gather eagle feathers or anything like that because of the Native American tribes and how it's like a spiritual thing. Plus, it's you know the bird of the United States. 
Although yeah. Ben Franklin wanted a Twikey, we got the bald eagle. And I've seen some on the side of the road. I'm so tempted to like go yeah. get some feathers, but I don't because it is a massive you know, find. Mm-hmm. You were someone mentioned skinwalkers. Are you mentioned? Um, I tell you what, you really, really need to go to Broken Bow. Dude, I saw I one between it. here and Phoenix. It was like right outside of between Kayenta and Tuba City, and I've heard them like beside my car and shit, but I've never seen one. And it was so freaky. My daughter just brought this up the other day, and um, she's like, "When we went to Vegas," and I'm like, "No, it's when we went to Phoenix for Christmas." But there was this truck on the side of the road. The doors were open. The interior lights were on. There was nobody to be seen around this truck. And then, like, two more, like, side exits on the side to somebody's property. There was this woman, and she was, like, five foot nine, had long blonde hair. She had a white t-shirt with, like, colored stripes. She looked like she was pregnant, but to the point, like, it looked like she ate a person. Like, her stomach was pushed out like that. Her shirt was up. Her pants were like popped open so like her belly was just like huge and exposed and the really freaky thing about her was her arms like protruded like down past her knee so her arms were like longer than they were supposed to be. Wow. I didn't wow. see her face. My husband did. He said he saw her face and her eyes were just like this really bright white light just like kind of shining at him um, but I was like no like the last thing I wanted to do was see her face or even look in her eyes because I've heard stories from my native friends you don't want to do that but luckily he was okay but he's like hey you want to go turn around and help her and i'm like fuck no i don't <laughs> and getting her stomach too like no not damn it but yeah that was freaky otherwise i heard like it was like somebody running next to the car and like blood curdling scream so me and my sister we just turned up the stereo we couldn't see anything it was like so so dark out there in the middle of the desert but yeah we just turned up the music we're like fuck that yeah, music drowns out everything. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> but yeah, they're for real. And I was surprised when I heard like it's not just here, it's out in the east, like where other tribes are. It's not just the Navajo tribe that has skinwalkers, medicine people that, you know, do the whole skinwalker thing. It's back east too. It's it's pretty yeah, a really good friend of mine, she was invited not to Skinwalker Ranch, but the land, I guess, right next to Skinwalker Ranch, if I'm not mistaken. But I said, girl, go. <laughs> <laughs> go. I would, for sure. Because, yeah, I don't, I don't know. If, and it might have been on Skinwalker Ranch because of who she is, but I don't think it was actually the ranch. Yeah, there's actually um, neighboring properties, and they have a lot of the same stuff going on on their property. Like, it's all connected. Just because there's fences up doesn't mean, like, it doesn't move beyond that. Right. And I mean, because, I mean, every, and it's everywhere. I mean, uh, we were talking about aliens not that long ago, and I was like, but how many people are like, why? You don't see that? You don't see this? You don't. But how many people, when they're driving, really look up? You're paying attention yeah. right ahead or beside you. A lot of people don't look up. And so sometimes I will take road trips just to look up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so you definitely need to go to Broken Bow. And that place is, it is amazing. It is not expensive. And that's either. in Utah? No, it's in um, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. Okay. 
um it's not that expensive um you should look um contact ashley so i know she's got some openings i think it's like 350 maybe that's not bad but it and it's uh, i mean you get it for several several hours and yeah it's um ashley like i said ashley storm manages it or owns it but um it's I mean, people go back several times especially at that price now there is a place in um arkansas i want to go to this woman she was having you know she was having an affair with a married man and he swore he would leave his wife and when push came to shove he didn't leave his wife so she killed herself is it the allen house i think i want to go there too yeah and th that's what i'll watch like ghost adventures and all four because everyone knows that when something well, comes aaron like, that's my future oh, oh yeah <laughs> but um everybody knows why places brand new on television the prices are going to shoot up so right. i'll go watch the first episodes that are 10 years old <laughs> because i now everybody's going to forget about those places yeah. <laughs> and you know and i haven't done waverly hills yet um you know with everything that's going on i'm not because um denise and ernie pack are some you know great friends of mine and um but yeah so i can't wait to get into waverly hills that's gonna that's be amazing I, that's gonna be my next one but of course i'm not gonna go till everything's Bucket list settled. Yeah. That's gonna be i want to go fun. i want to go to bobby mackey's really bad yeah, I'm kind of scared of that place. Me. Well, Donald told me they've been, and it, they, he said it's more hype than anything else. Well, yeah, and uh, things can be produced by that too, but I don't know. Right. Seems pretty funky, and it has yeah. been for a long time, but like maybe it's oversaturated, like Sedona, Arizona, and spiritual places like that. So many people have gone, like it's totally polluted and not what it was in the first place. Sometimes it can make it stronger. Sometimes it dilutes it. Right. Where you're like, fuck this, we're moving on, you know, next door. Sick of these. And that's what I like. That's <laughs> what I like about these locations, like Broken Bow, like the temple the Masonic Temple in Kansas, like what well, the old stuff in our home and all. It's yes, a lot of people investigate there, but it's not uh, you know, like you said, oversaturated with people. Because I do think sometimes spirits go not again right i know i wouldn't want to deal with the living once i'm dead are you mad bring lots of batteries i'm hungry <laughs> like come on now i mean and i have a list of questions sometimes because i'm like okay let me think of some mm -hmm. off the wall questions to ask <clears throat> we all walk in these locations how old are you? Are you a male or female? Are you, you know, this or how did you die? Sometimes they don't even know they're dead. And you're like, wait, what the hell? And that's that's why I end up being so quiet during investigations because I'm like, well, I'm sure they have people come in here and bombard them with questions. So let me just sit back and just feel the room, mm -hmm. you know? It's so, like. And one question I like to ask is, what would you like to tell us? Yeah. Yeah. What would you like to tell us? But then like Riverbend and all, you know, these are places that 
like I said, yes, we investigate them um, or other people. Um, mm-hmm. But like my first time at Broken Bow, I think it was right after Nick did, Nick Goff did an episode there. Mm-hmm. But Ashley and I have known each other since what, 2020 or whatever. And um, in fact, she was the first podcast I ever heard of. But, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it was still kind of a brand new place when we went. She and she just managed it at the time, but since then she's actually bought it. But it's yeah, it's I love those type locations. Um, if you've ever have you ever been to Old Park Hotel in Ballinger, Texas? Nope. I want to say it's like three hundred and fifty, and you can stay the night. They've got they've got rooms that you can sleep in for three hundred fifty dollars. You can split the price. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are my favorite locations, um, not the places that cost. I love, you know, I was supposed to go to Ohio State um, Penn this year, but I had to make a decision between that and another location. And it was just so many people going there that I was like, mm-hmm. eh, you know, it was $100 a night. But I was like, would I rather do that or would I rather go to, and I think we had to go to um, Broken Bow for Donald's birthday. I think, and of course, Brothers, you know, pair of brothers' birthday versus hanging out with their family is, you know, how to go do pair of brothers' birthday. Right. But, you know, it's just, you just, I don't know. It's just something about these smaller locations that are just intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the ones that are less traveled. I don't know. Just the interaction with the spirits and, like you said, discovering the story, learning the history, et cetera, et cetera. I know. I like to go in cold and then find out stuff later just to compare it to what I found because your mind is a powerful thing and it can augment things, but it depends on how far away the location is from me. Like when we went to Hazelhurst, um, when we went to Riverbend, I don't want to know the history. Mm -hmm. It's like drop time. Um, All those places are within an hour from me. And so I'm okay not knowing what I'm walking into there. But when I go to Kansas, when I go to Oklahoma, when I go to, I have to know more because I don't have time unless it's a two night event to be able to play off the evidence I got. Mm -hmm. I can always go back um, to, you know, local places and go okay well i got such and such while i was here is is that person here still but when you're at a location that you're not going to go back to at least for probably a year Mm -hmm. it's harder to do that yeah it takes more than a day to figure stuff out most times Mm -hmm. sometimes it's like wham bam it's all there and a lot of times they have to i i think like learn to trust you or you know, get to know you better before they start talking. It's just like a regular person. Yeah. It's like the um the the house we investigated for uh, well, I investigated with people for about five or six years. I mean, that was within fifteen minutes of me. And every day I was learning something <clears throat> new. Um so I started researching the name of the street, found out the street was named after a prominent doctor. So the question next questions I asked was, Did you know Dr. White? Did you you know, trying to get a time period of where the spirits, when they were there, because the history, the, the, the town had burned like three different times. Mm-hmm. And so all the history is gone. 
on, you know, just word of mouth at this point. Yeah. And so we had to keep asking questions, but I, it was 15 minutes down the road. I could keep listening to evidence and asking more questions. For sure. Well, we are in the last like four minutes of the show. So if you guys would like to uh, plug your pages again, now's the time. I guess I'll go first. Ghost hits. Uh, <clears throat> Ghost hits on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. That's it. <laughs> you can go to Paranormal Against Missing Exploited Children. Post any. Um, we don't allow videos and all on there, but post anything about missing children on there. Um, you can find Shelby and myself at Backroads Paranormal on Facebook. Not completely active on it because Shelby won't find us new locations. Um, Come on, Shelby. I try, man. I try. Also, um, Thursday nights at, I believe, 7 p.m. on Things Network, Supernatural Talk. Um, Friday nights at 7 p.m. on Paralanx One. Um, Listen, Queens. Yeah. And that's where you'll find us. Come on, Queen. Is that your son? No, that is the other grown child of mine. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he's telling me uh, to hurry up. Oh, <laughs> Tom, uh, just less than five minutes. We're almost done here. Yeah, we're almost done. He misses me. Oh, I know. They'll <laughs> be like, can I come in? And they'll tell me stories. And I'm like, do you not see the sign on the door that says, do not enter between these hours? But yeah, they come in. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> they're awesome so as far as um the paranormal missing children's or exploited children thing like um have you guys been able to bust open any cases or find any intriguing information on certain cases as far as i know we have not but we have had a mother come to us and thank us for it even though we didn't find her, her child was found safe but she was very very happy that we put it out there yeah, it really does help a lot for people to share that stuff. Yeah. I mean, you just never know. One child, that's all it's going to take. Mm -hmm. Just one child. Oh, man, there's thousands. Like, that's the worst when you go shopping and your kid's playing around in the clothes racks or whatever. Like, yep. your heart stops beating and you're like, I will give anything, like, to find this kid. Like, I could not imagine. Yep. I could not imagine that, like, that would be the worst. And you know, like I said, paranormal is not scary to me. People are fucking scary to me. And I tell the kids that, like, monsters look like you and me, like mm -hmm. everyday people. So you gotta listen to your gut and man, it's insane. Yep. He's doity. Well, I'm excited about your house getting finished and, I don't know, more paranormal investigations. Yep. Got to get out of that place one day and get, get <laughs> doing something. For sure. Well, I thank you guys again so much for being on the show tonight and hanging out with me. I know schedules are super crazy and, and life's really hectic during this holiday season, but it's been awesome hanging out with you guys and listening to your stories. And thanks for having us. Yes. I enjoyed it. For sure. You should um, run to your, your kid now. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> free! <laughs> 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 <laughs>
I have been released. <laughs> he went and bought ice cream. That's the only reason why. Oh, he's my man now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, friends. <laughs> Thank you so much, ladies, once again, uh, for coming on. And we, we definitely should do this again. And thank you to all of our friends on VR Paradox Media's Facebook, Spreaker, Kicking on Radio, wherever you can listen this evening, Beyond the Universe. I had a wonderful time. Next weekend's going to be awesome as well. We have Mr. Steve Stockton. Um, I hope you guys will be keep channel of missing people, strange cases, disappearing stories, etc. Um, he's also an author of a couple books. And then we have Jay and Miss Marie Gates. And, um, yeah. Be awesome weekend. I hope you guys tune in for that. Don't forget, we are all in this together. Together, we can make the world a little better. And together, my friends, we are Paradox Media. Because without you, there is no us. Mm, we generally do after parties on Sunday, but we can do the house. We can work tomorrow, so we just do it on Saturdays. But be sure to pick me up on Skype at tessa.com as zero at gmail.com. Until next time, good night, love and light, and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. And hopefully, we'll see you back here, same time, same crazy ass place. Take care of my knees. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.